You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, along with the man in charge, Coleman. That would be John Coleman, producer extraordinaire. Yeah, last week uh, when we did the 12-week challenge, you alluded to kind of scripting. You didn't want to get too far ahead of yourself, and you promised the folks that we talk about it now, so here we are. Beautiful, and I wish you could see this, but you really can't, but um, on purpose, there's um, no notes, there's no whiteboard, there's no preparation. Uh, Scripting to me is something that uh, it needs to be authentic, it needs to be organic, um, it is something you practice, don't get me wrong. I mean, you, you practice any opportunity that you can get, whether it's in front of the mirror, whether it's uh, while doing your morning exercise, whether it's by doing your weekend yard work. You should always be working on your scripts and thinking about what you want to say, how you want to say it. But scripting is including everything from the breaks you take or your cadence that you give. Right? All of that goes into scripting. Um, making sure you have tie downs, making sure you have takeaways. Making sure you're stopping and explaining what you mean before your audience or the listener has a chance to get off track with their thought process because they're trying to figure out what it is that you're really trying to get to. Right, so that's scripting. Um, I know you received some uh, some emails. Um, I received some emails from uh, the listeners from last week's podcast. Correct. Um, where they, they, they got specific with various scripts that they wanted to hear more about. And I figured, let's go ahead and use today's episode, and um, let's cover those. Scripting something that, when I think about it, we should probably come back to at a minimum quarterly. You know, monthly maybe too too much. Uh, we'll have to kind of wait and see and, and see what the audience um, perception or their, their needs and their wants end up being. But let's, or their interests, I should say. But let's go ahead and jump into today's scripting. But what was one of the first uh, questions that we had uh, brought to us from last week's episode, which was the 12-week challenge? One of the first questions is basically kind of where do I start? Yeah, so and we covered a little bit of this in the start of the 12-week challenge, but let's, let's spend sufficient time diving deep. Uh, I make a joke when I coach loan officers, uh, and I totally steal this from the movie Miss Doubtfire. Um, there's a scene in Miss Doubtfire where Robin Williams is early on and his soon-to-be ex-wife is trying to hire a nanny. And Rob Williams is using all of his like funny voices, and he's calling in as if he's a job seeker. And uh, one of his is uh, the character that he's playing. Picks, uh, calls the ex-wife, ex-wife picks up, she says hello, and uh, she goes up, I am job. And Rob Williams' character's ex-wife is like, huh? I am job. And I, I always go back to that when I'm talking to loan officers and coaching them because even that is better than doing nothing, right? So, so you, you kind of said it's as, as easy as taking the phone saying, hi, I want to be your lender for life. Yes and no, right? So yes, it is that easy. Uh, no, it's a below average script in order to get someone's attention. So right now, I think what, what the, the listener was asking is, well, you know, what do I say when I pick up the phone and call, right? So let's, let's start. And yes, write it down, but please never read off the script, right? If you're making calls to set appointments, never, ever read off the script. Um, go back to any of your trainings, your Sandler trainings, or um, any other popular sales uh, courses you can take. Stand up, if you can, right? You should go on a headset. Stand up, smile, take deep breaths, and if you have anything, have notes, have bullet points, just to make sure you stay on track, Okay. 
And when we're making these phone calls, and again, these are loan officers calling realtors, but it very well could be other sales professionals reaching out to basically referral sources. You're planning a meeting with somebody who can refer you to future business. And in the mortgage finance arena, we call on realtors and builders typically because no one ever wakes up saying, oh my gosh, I've been doing that for three years. Let me go to a lender. Right? People wake up and say, oh my gosh, I'd love to be a homeowner. Let me call a realtor. Let me go to a new home subdivision, uh, new home community. And then those people go, well, are you getting financed? You're getting cash? Right? They take them back to lenders. This is just, if you're not in the industry, I want to uh, maybe paint a, a, a quick broad picture on why we as loan originators in the mortgage space call on or our clients are realtors and builders. For my loan officer friend, sorry, just wait for 10 seconds of your life. All right, so here goes. You are going to call and introduce yourself, right? So introduction, right? Who are you? Why are you calling? Right? We always have to have a reason to call. So one of the reasons could be I was referred to you by insert that person's name, right? I was referred to you by my sister, my mom, my best friend. I was referred to you by a title agent that we have a mutual contact, right? So, hi, my name is John Coleman. I'm calling you because you were recommended or you were referred to me by, insert that commonality of that common person's name. That, that's who you are, but like, why are you calling? Right? Because we all have to have a reason for why. Okay, well, my why a lot of times, and what I tell them is what we challenge is the why is I'm following up on something I sent you. Right? It gives you it's a nice, easy why. Hey, I'm following up on that email I sent you. Did you receive it? Honestly, guys, I don't care if they received it or not. I do want to make sure I sent an email. I don't want to, I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be false or fake. But I don't care if they read it. That email just gave me a reason to, to call. Right? And, and let's say it was an email. And let's say they didn't read it. Perfect. I don't, I don't get uh, discombobulated. I don't get thrown off track. I just keep on with my script. Oh, John, you didn't get the email? No worries. All the email did was go deeper into who I am and let you know I was going to be calling you. But ultimately, the reason why I'm calling you is because I want to meet with you. Right? So now I've given them a reason. I've, I've told them who I am. I've told them why I'm, I'm, I'm calling. And then what's, what's the purpose of my call? Now, there's various purposes that work in the mortgage finance space. One of the, the, the purposes that I'd like to use and have success with is letting that person know that your current business plan calls for you to be partnered with two to three additional real estate agents in the local market and you are recommended to them by, again, that person that, that told you to call. So the sole purpose of our meeting is so that I can get to know you as a business person. I can get to know how I can help you achieve your goals. Make the call always about the person you're calling on. Never about you, always about them. So we, we just covered, I'm calling you because, right, two to three people I'm working to, it's always two to three, never five, never 10, never 50, even if 50 is your number, right? Two to three. And, and I want to, invest in your business, right? Like, I would never use the word I want to invest in your business, but my, my overall mindset is, is, hey, I want to invest in your business. And then you lay it out, like, when can we meet? And I hate saying when can we meet, because you should have a date and a time, right? If next Tuesday or next Thursday, better for you, right? I didn't, it's, it's not a yes, no question. Right? You have to choose Tuesday or Wednesday, or Tuesday or Thursday, whatever I said. 
So to that slowed it down, to make it faster, it goes something like this. Ring, ring, ring. Please take up. Hello. Hey, John Dustin over here at Waterstone Mortgage. How are you doing today? Good, Dustin. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, look, I'm giving you a call because Jen over at Keller Williams told me that you're a rock star agent. Oh, Jen, uh, she always has good things to say about me. Yeah, she's fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed getting to know her. Hey, look, my business plan this year, in order for me to achieve my goals, I'm going to have to help two to three realtors just like you achieve your goals. So the reason why I'm calling is A, to introduce myself, and B, because I want to meet with you. Right? I want to meet with you because I want to figure out what I can do to be a vendor of choice, right? a lender in the local market that you lean on, at the same time, I want to answer any questions you have about how I help my current realtors capture and close more business. How does next Tuesday or next Wednesday look? Uh, I'm busy early in the week, but uh, I think I can swing uh, Wednesday afternoon. That works. Wednesday afternoon. Okay, let me check my schedule because I know my Tuesday and my Thursday were available, but, but I'll check Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday looks fantastic. Um, do you prefer coffee or lunch? Coffee. Coffee. Okay, do you prefer Foxtail or Starbucks? Foxtail for sure. Cool. I'm going to send you uh, a calendar invite for Foxtail at uh, 9 a.m. on Wednesday. And uh, let me double check your email. Um, I have the best man in the world at cooldude.com. Is that right? Absolutely. Awesome, man. Check your email. I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Appreciate the call. Right. So that would be a simple script that I would just go into. But you have to get creative with it, and you can't use the same script for, for everyone. Right? Not... Not every person is going to be that easy. Not every call are you going to be recommended, right? You're not going to have that commonality. So you're going to have to use something on the lines of, hey, John, I'm giving you a call because you're in my territory, right? Because I cover your office. Look, I am your lender representative for Waterstone Mortgage. You know the worst thing, John? The worst thing that um, anyone could say when I do that, if I use that script, if I just blind called a Keller Williams office, and I told them that, hey, I'm your lender rep. Do you have any idea what's the worst thing they can tell me? Mm, no, you're not. Yeah, something like, so, so what if they said, well, uh, I work with Barry in your office. Oh, you work with Barry? Dude, he is fantastic. I'll tell him, he said, I'm so sorry. I was just going through the list, and I, I didn't see that uh, that Barry was, was uh, down as your representative. Right? Like, I don't need to overthink it. I, I should do the role with the punches. And the second word to make a say is no. Right? But we're in sales. We're used to hearing no. Right? And anyone who's good at sales, they understand that we're supposed to count our no's. Right? Whether it's for every nine no's, there's a yes. For every 19 no's, there's a yes. For every four no's, there's a yes. Every no you hear isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing. Because every no gets you closer to a yes. No, that's funny you say that because that kind of leads into uh, another question we have. Uh, which is, what do you do when the script doesn't seem to be working? What happens when you pitch it a couple of times, uh, you feel good about it, but you just keep get uh, you just keep getting shut down? At this point, I'm going to have to phone a friend, right? And by phone a friend, I probably should find someone that loves me. When I say loves me, loves me enough that they're willing to hurt me, and script in front of them. I'm going to have to role play. And there's a very good chance that my delivery or my cadence isn't in tune. Sometimes if the messaging is totally off, it fails. So in sales, it's it's self-promotion or marketing, and you have to throw enough shit against the wall to see what sticks. And if what you're throwing is not sticking, it doesn't necessarily mean that you get away from it for good, 
it means that you get away from it for now and you find other methods. Right? But if you're continuously using a script that's not working, then you are following Einstein's definition of insanity, right? Continuing to do the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Switch it up. Have fun with it. Like, that's probably the best thing. Because, look, unless you're totally like, like Manson whacked out crazy, cold calls not fun, even for people who are good at it. And for the most part, these calls are cold or cold gauge, right? They're warm. They're not hot. Right? Very few of them were like, someone's like chopping at the bit to meet with you, blowing you up because they can't wait to meet with you. But most people are willing to meet with you. So, again, we're right now we're still just calling to schedule the appointment. Perfect world if you have a common commonality, someone refers you to this individual that you're calling on, and you drop their name. If you can't drop their name, then my two go-tos are letting them know that their office is in their territory, they're their, they're their rep, and you're calling to introduce yourself and to get... 15, 20 minutes of face time so you can figure out exactly how you best can support them, what their needs are as professionals, and then more importantly, to pitch them your services or to let them know what you're good at. Like as a loan officer, when I'm calling on real estate agents, realtors have a tool belt. Some know that they do, some know that they don't. Right? But they, they have to, like, like, realtors have to have a good inspector. They have to have a good paint person and a good lawn person and usually have like a good title company. They have their go-tos that, that they need in their network. Well, they also need a good lender. And sometimes they need more than one good lender. Because as a lender, if you're on vacation, which people should be taking vacations, then there needs to be a backup. There needs to be somebody who's there. Sometimes you as a loan officer will get a meeting solely if you acknowledge, hey, look, I'm sure you have a go-to. And I'm not trying to disrupt that go-to, but I very well have a couple tools that I can add to your tool belt that your current lender doesn't have, which, if I can bring you some tools that your current lender doesn't have, that very well could lead, lead to one or two more transactions, which then puts more money in your pocket. So again, John, I'm looking to meet with you because I'm just trying to figure out how I can help put more money in your pocket. But that's my purpose of, of, of calling. Um, if I don't use the script of, you're in my territory, then for me, I, my go-to is always my boss when they call you. My boss, my sales manager, told, told me to give you a call. I don't really care if they know my boss or know my sales manager. I hope they do. Like, I hope the person I work for has enough clout in the industry that they have a, a, a good name recognition. But, I mean, if, if, well, let's roll say this. You have never heard of my manager. Mm -hmm. Hey, John, I'm giving you a call because Mike Smalley told me to give you a call. He talks good things about you. Mike Smalley uh, doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, so Mike's my branch manager. He's actually been in the market for like 15 years, been running this branch for the past 11. He's one of the top producers in the whole entire company. Anyhow, he gave me your name and number. He told me I should call you, that you're someone that I should be connected with. Wow. He said that about me? He did. Yep. And look, what's your schedule like? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get face-to-face because -face Mike told me you're someone I, I should get to know. Right? It doesn't have to be overthought. It doesn't have to be... Um, overly spectacular. What has to get done is the calls have to get done. You just have to do it. As I said a few minutes ago, like even if you called and said, I can have a job. If you do that enough, you'll get someone who feels terribly sorry for you and they'll meet with you, right? But ideally, you will be able to put together a script and it has to work for you too, by the way. Like just because you heard it at a conference or you heard it through a certain coaching network or you heard it on this podcast, so these are rough outlines to be used, right? These are just ideas. But hopefully these ideas will spur other ideas 
and you can create what what works for you, right? When I was brand new in the industry, like I'm talking brand, brand, brand new, just moved from West Palm Beach to Orlando. My script was, hey, John, this is Dustin over at the time. I was for a company called Home Bank. Uh, this is Dustin over at Home Bank. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself, Dustin? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, I'm following up on that letter that you sent me. Letter I sent you. Yeah, the, the letter I sent you. Did you get it? Uh, I don't believe so. I might have seen it, but... Uh... No, no worries. Look, at the end of the day, here's why I'm calling. I just moved up to Orlando from West Palm Beach. I'm a loan officer working at Waterstone. My wife's pregnant with uh, our first child, and I have the luxury of rebuilding my business. So I came across your name and number, and you are someone that I should get to know. Because you're a realtor and you sell homes for a living. I'm a lender and I finance homes for a living. There's a great chance that we could help each other I'm pretty open towards the end of the week. Pretty open. So Thursday or Friday? Let's do Friday. Let's do Friday. Lunch or coffee? Lunch. All right. Um, I see you're in Waterford Lake. Would you prefer to go to Ale House or Bahama Breeze? Bahama Breeze works. Perfect. So noon? Noon works. Noon works. I'm going to send you a calendar invite. Right? It's, it's just like that. And by the way, if you want some um, like real in-depth uh, secret knowledge, my wife was pregnant. That was true. Now, and I was sending in letters, and I was following up, right, because I was following the 12-week challenge if you listen to it. But nowhere in that script, I hope that I come across it from a brand new. I came across a loan officer who just moved 200 miles north from West Palm to Orlando. But it's that easy. If you can do that 10, 20 times a day, you will schedule one to two appointments a day, and you will take your business to the next level. All right, so that's... Um, so yeah, that, that kind of dovetails into the next part. So say you know, you're, you've been scripting, your script is working um, over the phone. What happens when you actually get the face-to-face meeting? Do you then have another script for face-to-face versus over the phone? You vomit. <laughs> it's called M&M. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> uh, yeah, can you please vomit sweaty? Arms are heavy. Vomit on your sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. So uh, you would ask me, what do we say when we actually arrive at that meeting? There's a couple key points here. A, the meeting's not about you, it's about them. Right? So make sure you're asking more of the questions and make sure you're taking notes. So bring a yellow pad of paper, bring a pen, obviously a couple business cards. If you're really good at sales, you're going to have some kind of a lead behind. Uh, back from when I sold TV advertising, it, I do what's called a media kit. So I still, 15 years later, call called a media kit, where I tell one of them, look, we should never, ever, 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 ever sell using flyers. But if your company offers flyers, they're great lead behinds, right? It's a great presentation that, oh, hey, I brought you something, right? A bag, maybe you have a koozie in there, maybe you have some pens, maybe you have a pad of paper. You have a folder with your business cards, and inside of the folder are five or six of your favorite flyers, right? Especially if you have a product that, that is unique, so you're pitching that product. So you, you should be bringing that with you. Thank them. Thank them. It makes the first three to five minutes totally about chit-chat and getting to know them. Now, hopefully, you've already Facebook-stalked them. Hopefully, you've already Facebook friend-requested them. Hopefully, you've already LinkedIn-requested them. If your company uh, subscribes to services that allow you to pull production, which um, several 
just about every title company has this, and, and uh, most mortgage companies have access to this. I know here at Waterstone Mortgage, uh, we recently plugged into MI. So hopefully you've actually already pulled their production, and you have an idea of how many buy side, how many listing side, uh, who their go-to lender is, right? It's good to know who they're currently referring business to. What you'll find, by the way, when you do pull this production, most realtors don't really have a, like, number one, right? It's just kind of all spread out, which is great. That means it's a great opportunity for you to build a relationship where you can be their go-to, you can be their number one. So hopefully you've done all of that. And that'll allow you to know how to get your tip cat, right? Oh, hey, I see you're from New England originally. Hmm. What brought you to Florida? And that's an easy, easy question, by the way, because the best icebreaker, like where you're from originally, that's actually when you live in a, in a, in a state like Florida. Um, so you do that, and then, then when you're ready to start the meeting, don't hide from why you're there. Right? Hey, John, I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time to meet with me. Ultimately, we're here because you sell homes for a living. I finance homes for a living, and I'm really hoping that there's going to be a way for us to do business in the future. I'm really hoping I can become an extension of your business and I become a vendor you can rely on so that when you have home buyers who need financing, they're calling me. But before we get into that, I have a couple questions I want to ask of you. And then you go right into your questions. My number one question is, if you were to design the perfect lender, what are the three qualities that that lender must have? And what are the two qualities that you currently get annoyed or can't stand about lenders in general? Right, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sit back and listen, and I'm gonna take notes, but more importantly, I'm inviting my audience to basically tell me how they wanna be marketed to and how they wanna be sold. Right, because as, as a salesperson coming in, I may wanna talk about this awesome product, I may wanna talk about my awesome marketing, I may wanna talk about my communication, my in-house ops staff, there may be so many things that I will buy technology. But look, if the person's not a technology person, please do not go down that path. Like there's nothing worse. I choose my vendors based on do I like you, do I trust you? Do I like you first? And then do I trust you? And then do you have anything of value to my client? Right, so if I work with a particular title company, or if I refer business to a particular homeowner's insurance agent, it's typically because I, A, like the agent first, it's B, they have a product that is as good as, or better, than what the competition's offering. Right, that, that's all I look for. I don't really care about price because that's for the consumer to, 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 to care about. But it's just a reiteration that people work with people they like, plain and simple. Employers, employers hire people they like. Right? So being likable or finding commonality is, is, is your number one. So by asking those two questions, so please give me three examples or, or three attributes that you must have in order to have the perfect loan officer. And then, by the way, what are three things that, that uh, annoy you or bother you about the lending community in general? By, by letting the realtor, in this case, the person we're meeting with, give us that feedback, I now can take notes, and whatever those three things were, I can jump into it. Right, so I'm gonna give you a quick example. So John, let's say you told me number one, communication. Oh my God, Dustin, the one thing that every single lender needs to do if they're gonna be great is communicate like crazy. And by the way, you know what bothers me about lenders in general? Is lack of communication. I can never get a hold of you guys. Right, so if you gave me that as your number one 
characteristic of, of a perfect lending partner, and it was also number one on what annoys you about the lending community, that's how I'm going to market to you. That's how I'm going to sell you. I'm going to go right into, well, you know, we are crazy about communication at Waterstone. In fact, my team does what's called Tuesday status updates. Hey, John, are you familiar with Tuesday status updates? And John's going to be like, eh, not really. Hey, look, it's pretty easy. You and I have a transaction together. Every single Tuesday, I or a member of my team are going to call you, the listing agent, and the buyer with an update. That way, you don't have to worry about was the appraisal ordered, or has title work been ordered, or has one application been made, or has the file been underwritten? No. Sit back, relax, and more importantly, go work on what you want to go work on, like prospecting or lead generating. I will proactively update you. Right? And I'm also going to have text messages, and I'm going to have emails, et cetera, et cetera. So like, I just went into that pitch. Some realtors might be product. Right? I sat down with a realtor recently. And they're like, you know, here's, here's what bothers me about, about the industry. So because it bothers me, it's going to be what's, what's number one. I feel like I have to have, well, this person does jumbo financing well, and this person does VA financing well, and this person does down payment assistance well. I wish I had it all at one place. Right? I wish it was like one-stop shopping. Oh, well, by the way, that was like as if someone had the, the, the best alley you Like that was like back in the day, Kenny the Shack, Dunk, backward coming down, place going crazy, right? Like, I couldn't have asked for a better layout because it allowed me to go right into the script. And when I say script, um, it's like an MP3 player, right? It's just like, just kind of hit, hit play. And these are all things that I've said enough internally while I'm on the grass or doing my cardio in the morning that when, when the realtor said, you know, one-stop shop, you know, she, she was tired of having to, like, have this person for this and this person for that. I'm like, well, you know, Waterstone, we literally have just about every product under the sun. Right? By the way, it's worth just about. I'm not making any promises. Right? But we have just about, like, literally, we have done loans as low as, like, a $40,000 USDA condo. And I use $40,000 USDA condo for a reason. A, I let them know I'm not afraid of low loan amounts. B, I'm not afraid of doing um, kind of outer tier products like USDA loans. But C, not many realtors know that you can actually use a USDA loan on a condo because it almost sounds like counterintuitive um, where it's like, well, condos are more urban areas and USDA is more for rural areas. But yes, if there's a condo in a rural area, you actually can do a USDA loan on it. Right? So I, I, there's a reason why I use that. So I'm like, yeah, we do everything from $40,000 USDA condos all the way to loans for uh, members of the Orlando Magic and other sports teams. Right, and then I can go whether it's a doctor loan, whether it's a hundred percent, hundred one percent financing the mortgage insurance loan, whether it's down payment assistance, bank statement loan, bank portfolio, low low FICO, like we do it all. I really don't want to get too in depth with my products, but I definitely want to flash certain products out there. And I'm I'm going all over the place, right? Doctor loans one client, low FICO is one client, bank statements one client. Just letting them know, like, man, I got it. Like, I, I have what you need. So that, that's a great start to any meeting. And these meetings are probably going to go if they go well 45 to 60 minutes. You should do the question asking. As they answer, take note, and then only cover the topics that your audience, or this person, the realtor you're meeting with, has expressed interest in. And they express interest in it by answering the question. 
So basically, we've gone over uh, scripting what you want to say when you're about to pick up the call, what you say when you actually get the meeting. Uh, now, what do you say when you want to close everything out? Yep, so you've had a great call, right? You, you spent five to ten minutes building rapport. You then asked them the three questions plus the two questions. You got their answers. You then were able to sell based on their answers, and you would have wrapped it up. It's going to go something along these lines. Well, John, look, I appreciate your time today. And... What I want to do is I want to keep this conversation going. And I would love the opportunity to be a lender that you can rely on. I want to be a tool in your tool belt, but I don't want you to take my word for it. Like, make me earn it. I want to audition for you. So what do you say that the next two buyer leads that come your way, if you'll refer them to me, it would give me an opportunity to show you that I can do a good job twice. Right, like, because anyone can do a good job once. I want to do, in fact, I want to do a great job twice. So your next two buyer leads, so that we can figure out if we truly do work well together, and more importantly, you can see versus hear exactly how I operate, so that you know that I'm someone you can rely on. Uh, can can I rely? Can, can I count on you? By the way, I like that. Can I count on you? You can use that even with agents that you already work with. Can I count on you? Right, let's say John and I have worked together for years and years, but it's January and we're meeting up for lunch and we're just catching up. I'm like, hey John, man, my goal this year is to help 150 families. Can I count on you for 10 of those? Right? You'd be amazed at how well that works. So back onto the script. I would say, hey, can I count on you for your next two buyer leads? And John, you're the realtor, what are you going to say? Now, Dustin, I really appreciate you taking me out to lunch. I actually like everything uh, you're saying, and it really aligns kind of with my goals. Uh, however, I've been working with a guy. He's been my go-to for three to four years now. Uh, it would be kind of remiss of me if I just kind of left him in the dust to got to go for you. I, I like what you're saying, but I already have a guy. You know what, John? I respect that. I do, because those are the types of relationships that I have and that I'm looking to build. So let me ask you this, then. Do I at least have your permission to, to, to check in with you, maybe drop you an email from time to time, just in case things change, just in case maybe your lender doesn't have a particular product that I do, or maybe your lender goes out of town and doesn't have coverage, that you at least consider leaning on me to backfill uh, when when necessary? Absolutely. That's that's more than fair. Okay. So, so I'll do that. But as I promise, I'm not going to be, be too pushy. But how about this? Who do you look up to in your office? And by the way, guys, I'm going to ask uh, the, the realtor one of these two questions. If they're like a top dog realtor, I may not ask them who, who they look up to, right? If they're a top dog realtor, like I know because I pulled the production numbers that, that they are you know, the, the 1% in their office, I may say, John, who is it that's like a rising star in your office? Who should I be meeting with? You already have your, 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 your guy. I'm trying to be that guy for other people. Who should I be calling on? Who should I be marketing with? Who's my next meeting in your office? Right? Because look, I showed up. I paid either twelve dollars for coffee or twenty-five bucks for lunch. Like I want to get something out of this, plus my time. Right? I spent over an hour in this meeting, plus fifteen or twenty minutes to drive there. So I want to get from a top producer. I want to get at least one, if not two, names of rising stars. Because by the way, as a loan officer, most of us that are highly successful latched on to someone early on in their career and helped them build it. And usually we latched on to like four or five and collectively we all grew together. If it's someone who is a rising star candidate and for whatever reason it's just not going well, then there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know what? Who is it that you look up to? 
in, in your office. Like, who is it that you want to do like? Now, what I have, the next week when I'm calling to make appointments, now I'm calling. And instead of calling John and being like, oh, yeah, you know my sister Melissa, or oh, Heidi with First American told me to call you, you're now saying, hey, John, I was just in your office last week meeting with Barry. Barry told me that you're somebody I need to know. By the way, that carries way more weight and way more clout than any other intro script when you can basically say, I was just in your office meeting with one of your colleagues. Um, that's all I have for today. What do we have on tap for uh, next week? Next week, it's, it's actually ironic. It's why is it stupid to pay off your mortgage? That's actually not next week. That's the next episode. Next episode, we will be covering why it's stupid. And stupid is a tough word. Why it might not make sense for most people to make paying off their mortgage their priority. Wow, you really spiced that up. Yeah. I'm D.O. Keith Coleman. That is all we have for this episode of the Loan Officer Podcast. Guys, please, if you have any questions, pick up the phone. 407-645-6363. Be Owen at WaterstoneMortgage.com. Give us a five-star review. Tell your friends and your family and your neighbors and your co-workers that they have to listen to the freshest, hottest podcast to hit iTunes and Spotify this week. I was worried about where that was going to go. Yes. This week, maybe like on this date, at this time, on this hour, coming out of Orlando, Florida. How specific do you need to be to make it the best? Just tell people to tune in and listen. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, one day will be so cool. We'll be like, hey, if you tell five friends, we're going to send you a t-shirt, but we don't even have t-shirts made. Stress balls. Stress balls. There we go. We're going to send you a stress ball for uh, giving us a five-star review and telling your coworkers and your friends and your family to tune in to the Loan Officer Podcast with Dustin Owen. There it is. I am Dustin Owen. He is John Coleman, and we are done. Peace. Bonito. Mm-hmm.